this is going to be the best podcast episode you've ever heard. Of course, I've been wrong before. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. We're your hosts, Mike So and... Stan Lund. How's it going, Stan? Pretty good, Mike. Pretty good. What's new? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, just been doing my normal thing. Of course, we've had a few new Darkwing items that have been coming out this, since we last saw each other. Yeah, we actually have some new merchandise to talk about. Stuff that's already out. So if you haven't already got this stuff, and this is the first you're hearing about them, and you want to get them, you can get them. Um, so which one should we talk about first? Should we talk about the uh, the Funko Pop? I would say that's the biggest one. Yeah, so um, take it away, Stan. So Funko has released a brand new Darkwing Duck Pop, and it's available through their eBay shop and presumably their their actual Funko shop. Now, the main pop is Darkwing himself, but there's also a Chase version, which is Negaduck. No. Yep. <laughs> you don't say. A Negaduck variant. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't also do a Super Chase that's Negatron. Yeah, right. Um, now, what makes this one different from the original Darkwing pop? I think he's holding his cape over himself a little bit. I think he's holding it open. I thought it was like covering part of his body. No, no, no. It's now that I think about it, it's open. He's holding it open. Oh, like I'm okay. visualizing it in my head, which um, you're thinking of the next thing we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, I the, could be. The Funko Pop has the cape open. So and the mouth is actually a little bit open, too. Yeah. Like, you can see his tongue. So most of this seems like it's a brand new mold. Yep. So I mean, one still, I still have to wonder, though, why Darkwing again? Give us Nick, give us Quackerjack, give us Liquidator, give us Bushroot, Morgana, this is Boba. This is good for people who don't have the original and need a Darkwing. I think that it's for completists or for newbies. I think the middle ground is kind of where I'm at with it. I don't really need it. Um, I'm kind of out of the Funko Pop thing unless they actually add brand new characters. Like, I'm not buying, like, a Darkwing that's just slightly different from the original. Yes, you're right. They need to do Quackerjack or Bushroot or Liquidator or Steelbeak or Honker or something like that. Yeah. I mean, all, so, the other things I would probably buy if they do, like, more DuckTales characters, like Beagle Boys or something like that, or maybe Don Carnage or Pete from Goof Troop, I would buy those. But I'm kind of selective, because I don't... I think I've made it really obvious. I don't love Funko Pops. I don't really like them all that much. I used to like them more. I'm not really... I'm kind of over the aesthetic. They've been around for so long, I'm kind of done, you know? So it would take something yeah. amazing to get me to buy another one. In fact, all the Funko Pops we had that are not DuckTales and Darkwing, we've sold. And we had a bunch of them. Um, good the money, too. Even Actually, the Godzillas? I sold the Godzilla, yeah. We made good money on it, though. Funko Pops. They, you can get good money on those things. I don't miss yeah. them. I have so much other Godzilla stuff. I'm not going to miss the pop. Um, well, I 
did order one Darkwing Pop. I'm hoping I get the Negaduck, and then I can track down Darkwing easily, but we'll see when it arrives. But yeah. there's more than just Pops coming from Funko. Yeah. Well, you're a bit more completist than I am, so I get it. It's fine. What's the other Funko thing? They have released a Funko t-shirt. Now, it's made to look like the... Uh, Dark Knight, the Duck Knight Returns issue number one from Boom Studios, that same cover of Darkwing, you know, kind of covering himself with a cape on the bridge. But, you know, Darkwing is now a pop. It's that's it's ugly. Yeah, it's really ugly. I did not order one of those and I probably will not order one. I don't know what got Funko to want to do Darkwing stuff again. It's been a couple of years, but I think they could have done better. Yeah, but hopefully this is not the end. Hopefully they will maybe give us some of those characters we mentioned that we want. You never know with them. Um, And there's another shirt. This one is from Hot Topic, correct? Yep. Uh, What's this one look like, Mike? This is um, very famous clip art. It might even be from the model sheet of Darkwing. I think he's holding the cape out with one hand and he's holding up the gas gun with the other. Yep. Um, is the name Darkwing on it, or is it just a picture of him? I don't remember. Well, let's find out. I love that we live in the age of the internet where we can find this stuff out. And let's see. I'm going on Hot Topic right now, and I'm checking it out. And the shirt is, oh, a really nice blue color. Yes, it says Darkwing Duck. He's got the gas gun. And there's lightning bolts coming out of him for some reason. Um, I will give Disney credit for approving a product with a gun on it. Because they don't use the gas gun as much as they used to. I guess it's just, I guess it's just, you know, in the environment we live in, you gotta be careful with that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, either, either way, there's some new Darkwing product if you want it. If you want some t-shirts that aren't licensed, but are actually really cool, I just bought a bunch of Super DuckTales t-shirts from TeePublic. Uh, one's got Gizmo Duck and it says Blathering Blatherskite. One has the GICU2. The other one has Mel from Money to Burn. So I got some of my favorite stuff from Super DuckTales wearing a t-shirt. So if anybody yeah. doesn't mind buying unlicensed t-shirts, Disney has enough money. I think they'll be fine. Um, go to Tee Public, type in um, Gizmo Duck, and you'll come up with those shirts and more, honestly. Um, yep. And I actually know the person who uploaded those images. Uh, well, so we cool. probably shouldn't say his name just to protect his identity in case Disney's uh, lawyers are listening. Uh, yes, that's a good idea. Of course, could you imagine Disney lawyers listening to this podcast? I mean, that would be kind of cool. But uh, uh, Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, if they are, you know, you should bring back Darkwing Duck and uh, some more Gizmo Duck stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Gizmo Duck, we are here to talk about another episode of DuckTales. Yep, we're still doing the DuckTales thing, guys. I think that's kind of what we're going to be doing for a while. Um, you know, it's fun. I love, I love DuckTales. A little, little bit of me thinks I might love it more than Darkwing Duck. Shh, don't tell anybody. Sacrilege. Hey, I grew up, DuckTales was a part of my life for longer than Darkwing Duck, so I think it's okay. Um, <laughs> so today's episode is titled A Case of Mistaken Identity. I chose this one not just because it's a Gizmo Duck episode, it's because it's one of the few, if not the only, 
Launchpad-centric DuckTales episode of the second season, um, oh. which is cool because he didn't appear much in the later episodes, but here he is in a starring role. And it's significant not just for that, but also because Darkwing Duck took this plot a couple of years later, didn't they? Yep, they sure did. But one correction, Mike, the title of this episode is actually A Case of Mistaken Secret Identity. I didn't say the word secret. Oh, bad, Mike. Bad, bad, Mike. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, whatever. Um, yeah, so thank you for the correction. A Case of Mistaken Secret Identity. And uh, this episode aired November 8th, 1989. My God, I'm old. Um it was not written by Koontz and Weimers. It was written by Alan Burnett. Now, um, Stan, the last episode that I recorded with Tiffany, we talked about Alan Burnett, how we later went on to work on the different, all the various Batman shows for Warners. So it's actually kind of cool he's doing this episode because it's very superhero tropey. Yep. So, and it was animated by Wang again. If it's a Gizmo Duck episode, it's Wang. Animation's fine. Anything jump out at you, Stan? Uh, I just, I think the animation is very well done. Yeah, it's you good. Know, I, it's not sloppy. It's good. Yep. There are a few good moments I enjoy. Um, so, I guess we should start with the plot? Yep. Okay, so Stan, start for us. What is this, how does this episode begin? Well, we begin at Fenton's Trailer Park, where Mama Crackshell is watching Oprah Webfeet doing a uh, Gizmo Duck special. And Oprah Webfeet is voiced by a guest voice actress in this episode, Tress McNeil. Uh, nice. Tress McNeil has been on DuckTales before. Um, she goes back all the way to the first season. Um, she's about to break out big with Tiny Toons. Uh, been about a year or so. But she's all over this episode, so she's Oprah Webfeet. Do we really have to say who that's based on? Not really, but we might have to talk about who the next one based on, since Oprah Webfeet, apparently talking about Gizmo Duck, isn't doing it for Mama, so she changes the channel to another top show. So it's Harald Duck Rivera. Uh, Stan, who is he based on? Geraldo Rivera, who is a infamous talk show host. Yes. Um, boy, DuckTales heavy on the talk show stuff. Because um, in a few episodes, we got the Master Mallard, which um, the character Lawrence Loudmouth is a parody of Morton Downey Jr. So here we go. It's a bit of a trifecta here. Um, what's happening on Harald Duck Rivera's show? Well, he's also doing a Gizmo Duck special, and he'll start talking about Gizmo Duck as soon as his guests and the audience stop fighting. Do you notice he has two black eyes and a bandage on his forehead? Yep. Yeah, fun. And he is voiced by Frank Welker. So we got Frank Welker and Tress McNeil. We got two legends in this episode, of course. And, you know, Mama's a little upset because she'd love to be able to say, there goes my son, the secret identity. And Fenton's like, you know, I know, I know. It's hard to keep a secret, especially nowadays. Um, yeah, with I guess how it, many conniving cads are trying to find out. Yeah, and it's he says, especially nowadays, which I guess is meant to imply that Gizmonuck has built up quite a name for himself over the past, however long it's been since Super DuckTales. Yeah. And this is why I just, I love the dynamic later when Gizmonuck meets Darkwing, 
because episodes like this just show how beloved Gizmodoc actually is. And it puts the character in a bit more context when you finally get the kid for the Titans. Yeah. And that's one thing that doesn't work for me about the new DuckTales. I never understood why Drake hates Gizmodoc. Yeah. He has no reason to dislike him. Because Gizmoduck was also just starting out on that show, too. It wasn't like he was this big superhero. So I'm, I was always kind of wondered, like, why would Drake not like him? It's not I like... Would it's, as, I was going to say, I would assume it's maybe uh, suit envy that he's got, like, all the gadgets and things that Drake wishes he could have as Darkwing. And you know what? I'll buy it. So you, you mentioned the cads trying to get at the suit. So we cut to the mansion where we see um, three such cads, <laughs> so to speak. Um, what's yep. happening at the mansion, Stan? Well, he, the nephews, who we do in Louie, have made a list of people they suspect might be Gizmoduck. Right. And they're, they apparently feel that Gizmoduck's practically family, since even the welcome mat has skid marks. Nice. But they don't stay in their uh, normal outfits for very long, do they? No, they duck into the closet and they come out, all three of them dressed in like a Sherlock Holmes getup. Yep. Also, I have to ask, Mike, did you see the painting of Gizmo Duck with the money bin hung up? Yes, Mrs. Beakley looks at it and it's definitely a piece of cell animation because in the next shot, it's gone. Yeah. She looks at it. It's like not in the shot beforehand. She looks at it. And then the next shot, the, the uh, painting's not there. Why would Scrooge have a picture of Gizmoduck up on his wall? I don't know. <laughs> so the nephews go off to search for some clues, and we cut to the airfield, where Fenton is waiting for Mr. McDuck to get there. And yep, he's late. And he's an, yep, an hour late at this point. So where, what's, why is he so late? Because Launchpad has been flying cross-country in reverse. <laughs> I told you my forward gear was sticky. And uh, they crash. Duh. Of course, they crash. Um, love it when he crashes. And the nephews are like a whole bunch of like metal barrels fall on top of them. Yep. And, you know, Scrooge Launchpad pulled himself out of the wreckage. Fenton shows up and the boys come out from under the barrels. I noticed I love Scrooge's line here. He's like, I saw my life pass by me backwards. Yeah. Uh, so the nephews crawl out. I noticed two of them start talking and whoever the third one is takes a little bit longer to like stop being dizzy. Like for whatever happened to him, he takes a little bit longer to like gain his composure. It's kind of funny if you're paying attention to it. So um, who do the kids think is Gizmo Duck? Let's they cut to think the chase. Launchpad is Gizmo Duck. Now they should know better, shouldn't they, Mike? Yeah, absolutely, they should know better, and there's many reasons why they should know better. We could list like a ton of different episodes where they were they should have known. Um, the big but one. The, the big one is Stan. Uh, part five of Super Ducktales. Yes. And they were around when the money bin crashed, and they saw Launchpad and Gizmoduck together. In the Billionaire Beagle Boys Club, they were living with Launchpad after Gizmoduck, quote-unquote, went bad. Um, there's other episodes, including On the Land of Tralala and Allowance Day, 
where Fenton and Gizmo Duck were around at the same time. You mean Fenton and Launchpad? Yes. This episode paints the kids as very stupid, which I think it's his biggest biggest flaw. I think. Yeah. Um, I like the episode just fine, but I think this is a very big flaw. These kids should know better. But anyway, luckily, Fenton's Fenton saves it by thinking they're talking about him, and he panics right away. And he's like, I was nowhere near Gizmoduck at the time. And Scrooge is like, they're talking about Launchpad. And, uh... Yeah. So Fenton can't deal. He hates this. Yeah. He begs Scrooge to tell just once. Scrooge won't let him. And Scrooge kind of encourages Launchpad to keep up the charade. Yep. And again, Fenton just can't deal. He even goes, have you looked at our beaks lately? And pulls out a picture of Gizmo Duck. And then Scrooge drags him off by his neck with his cane, which is funny. Yeah. And then later when Scrooge is telling Launchpad, you know, he's talking to the kids like maybe he is whatever, you know, he's talking about he's trying to keep the secret. Fenton's behind him poking at him like, come on, knock this off. And then Scrooge (laughs) jabs him in the ribs with his cane. (laughs) But he's like, you know, he asked Launchpad to at least keep this up. And Launchpad very characteristically says, no problemo. Of course he does. He's Launchpad. Yeah. So what happens in the next scene? So we cut back to the mansion and Fenton's still complaining. Scrooge's like, even I know it and even I kind of believe it. Yeah, that's such a great line. Yeah, but apparently the mayor is holding a big ceremony to honor Gizmo Duck, and Fenton—he's a little miffed that he doesn't find himself on the guest list, isn't he? Yes, he. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, Scrooge is on a dot matrix printer. You know the um the the when I was a kid that used to spit out the long sheets of paper with the sides you had to rip off. Yeah. Um, I think this might be the first time in this show you ever see Scrooge on a computer, which is just weird to see him on a computer. Um, yeah, so you're right. He gives Fenton the uh, the guest list, and Fenton gets all mad. We go, Why am I on that on the list? And he goes, that's because you're coming as Gizmoduck, Featherhead. I love Scrooge's expression when he's explaining it to him. It's like, uh, can he really be this stupid? Yeah, as Fenton's whining, Scrooge is just kind of sitting there at the computer like... I this guy is just tests my patience daily. Um, so Fenton's Fenton feels better, and you know he he leaves Scrooge's office, goes into the hallway, and runs across the nephews. Yep, smug little nephews. They are so smug because what have they found in Launchpad's tool shed? They found Gizmo Duck's arm. Yeah, and Fenton's like, it's just a lousy piece of stovepipe. And he's so tempted to tell them who it is. And they're like, "Cause you don't know. And he gets up on the staircase and he tries so hard. He wrestles with himself. Like, he's like, I know. No, I don't. (laughs) Gizmoduck is. I can't tell. No, I must. Gizmoduck happens to be. And he he can't. Uh, He's like, he wants to tell so bad. Yeah. So he goes into the closet to blow off a little steam. I feel better now. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, so I don't know who Gizmo Duck is, but I bet the money bin, it's not launch pad. <laughs> Does Scrooge know that he's betting his money bin? <laughs> well, at least in this case, Fenton would be right. True. And then he's, you know, he mentions the, he mentions the gala and the kids are like, 
oh, you know, if um, Launchpad and Gizmoduck aren't there at the same time, we know they're the same person. And they're not the same person. You know what I mean, right? And yeah. so good. So Fenton has a way to prove this gal is perfect. He'll be able to prove it this way. Yeah. So, so my favorite part of the episode is the sequence at this tribute to Gizmo Duck. It is hysterically funny. Um, so they're, they're doing the tribute. I, is it a baseball stadium? Baseball or football stadium. But do you, do you notice what vehicles in that line of vehicles waiting to get there? Yeah, the first vehicle you see is Scrooge's limo, which... I guess they rebuilt it. Yeah, maybe. And Scrooge is already there, so I don't know what the limo is doing there. I, I think uh, it was I, just... I do, a, actually, do, I do think I know why the limo's there, because Launchpad arrives there, so I'm get, I'm betting the limo brought him. It's possible. You know, maybe Duckworth drove him. Because who do we see? What reporter do we see come back? Weber Walters, who apparently did not quit. <laughs> you remember. Um, and according to the wikis, it's still Joan Gerber, who I guess played her in all of her appearances on DuckTales. Um, so she's, you know, she interviews Launchpad. Launchpad shows up and, you know, she asks Launchpad how he feels. And he's like, pretty choked up. But I always get misty eyed when there's free eats. <laughs> yeah. We're getting to launch pad the food monster from Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yep. Um, so Launchpad heads inside, and we see that it turned out this gala turned into a cosplayer's paradise. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be a costume party, but it, that's kind of how it turned out. Yep. So that's going to complicate things. Uh, we also get a couple of construction workers carrying a very big box of fireworks. That's going to come back. Yeah, um, as well as their cigars they're smoking. Yeah, we'll get back to that, too. Um, the only one who talks is Chuck McCann, which is unmistakable. You, that's easily, you know it's Chuck McCann. Sounds just like Bouncer Beagle. Yeah. So Launchpad comes in, and the kids are all over him. And then who shows up? At the gala. The, the real Gizmo Duck, which starts one of the little running gags in this segment. I love this bit. He shows up and he says, I'm Gizmo Duck. And Weber Walters goes, But who are you, Wee? And he's like, But I'm Wee Gizmo Duck. I mean, I'm really Gizmo Duck. And she's like, oh, Okay, okay, Mr. Pretender. Um, so yeah, that's 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 strike one. He goes inside to see Scrooge. And he's like, hi. And Scrooge is like, who are you? And Gizmo Duck goes, is Weber Walters paying you to say this? Um, <laughs> so Scrooge is the one person he can lift his visor with and says, you know, it's me. And Scrooge is like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then Gizmo Duck sees a launch pad in the kids. And he comes over and he's like, hi, I'm here. And one of the nephews is like, who are you? And the animation of gizmo duck turning red and steaming is so hilarious it's really really great yeah he's like it's me g-i-z-m-o duck the one the only the classic and nobody believes him nobody believes he, him even after he presses a button that pops out two flags and a swiss army knife yes because everybody there has suits that actually work too 
Uh, three cosplayers show up. Uh, one's voiced by Alan Young, one's voiced by Tress. And the one who pulls out a gigantic home entertainment system is Terry. Yeah, and I will mention that the the Alan Young one pops out like these little blue birds, and the Tress McNeil one pops out a bunch of flowers. I can always count on you to write this stuff down. Yes, you can. And then Gizmoduck goes to the audience, can you believe this? <laughs> <laughs> So we're coming up to the scene that Toon Disney had a problem with. Um, because what happens, Stan? So uh, one of the workers, Charlie, I think his name is, drops the box of fireworks, sits down on it, and then proceeds to drop his cigar into the box accidentally, which lights the fireworks on fire. But Toon Disney cut out the cigar, so... For some reason, the box of fireworks just spontaneously combusts if you watched it that way. Yes, it cuts from Gizmoduck's line, can you believe this, directly to Charlie gasping and the fireworks going off. So that's, I know you don't want, you know, you don't want to show cigars and cigarettes and kids' entertainment, but when you cut it out, it makes no sense. Yep. And, would, and wouldn't this be showing you the dangers of smoking? Yeah. Oh, you might want to leave it in. I mean, it's there on Disney Plus. It's on the DVD set. It's also it's not on iTunes because they use the syndication in Toon Disney Masters. That is what it is. But no one's buying the iTunes versions anymore. Um, so the fireworks go crazy all over the stadium. Um, yeah. One firework chases Launchpad outside, and Gizmoduck grabs the rest of them. Nobody notices him do it though. Right. So he runs outside, gets caught in the explosion. Very, very worse for wear. Yeah. And then what happens? Well, the other firework that chased LP blew him up a little bit. So it's proof to everybody there that that L that launch pad is Gizmo Dog. Yep. I noticed an animation mistake in the next part of this. Oh. When the crowd picks up launch pad and puts them on his shoulders. The background is wrong. You know what background they use? What background? The inside of Fenton's trailer. What? Go back and look at it. When they put Launchpad on their shoulders, have to do that. you see the couch and the mess in the background. I didn't even notice that. No. Good it's a, eyes. It's, once you see it, you're going to be like, how did I miss that? Um, yeah. So Act 1 ends with uh, Weber Walters turning to the camera and saying undeniable proof that Launchpad McQuack is Gizmo Duck. And I love the little guy behind her waving to the camera like, hey, mom, look at me. <laughs> yep. One of those. Hi, mom. People. So that's the end of act one. Um, so then when we go to act two, we see uh, Launchpad's house. We haven't seen that in a while. Um, yeah. At least on this show, we know where he lives. We don't even know where he sleeps on Darkwing Duck. Uh, so it's Launchpad Unlimited is the name of his uh, house. Um, and he is being interviewed by Geraldo Rivera. Yep. And what's going on? Well, Geraldo recognizes the ladies there at LP's place from a special he did on superhero groupies. And so Launchpad introduces the Gizmo Ets, Mary, Sherry, Terry, and Hildegard. <laughs> yep. Launchpad's getting the ladies. Yeah. He's also trying to walk a very uh, tight line 
neither confirming nor denying he is Gizmodoc. He's doing a really bad job of it. Um, and Heraldic's like, are you denying the denial? And Launchpad goes, uh, is that like when we begin to begin? <laughs> <laughs> and watching from the mansion, Fenton and Scrooge are getting upset because at this rate, everyone's going to believe he's Gizmodoc. Yeah. And Scrooge is like, I'll put a stop to it. And Fenton's like, no, I'm going to handle this myself. But unfortunately for uh, Fenton Gizmodoc, someone else is watching this broadcast. Because apparently the writers of the this season love the Beagle Boys so much, they put them into every episode, even when they don't have to be there. So we get a little sequence here with the Beagle Boys. I'm okay with it. I love these guys, but I can see where you'd be. Really? They're back again? But I'm fine with this. So Big Time Burger and Baggy have are watching the same thing and realize, okay, we know who Gizmoduck really is. If we yeah, capture it's Geraldock. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a runner here where Burger is. This is the stupidest Burger's ever been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Big Time's like, now we know who he is. And Burger's like, who? Geraldock Rivera? And Big Time's like, no, not Geraldock Rivera. Um, and Burger spends the entire scene he's in just eating burgers the entire time. Like, yeah. with if you notice on the floor, he's surrounded by little burger cartons with an M on them. Ah, Mickey D's. Burger likes Mickey D's. <laughs> so big time reasons, we just got to capture a quack, and the money bin is ours. Uh, quick segue, uh, Mickey D's in the DuckTales universe, would that be McDuck's? The, I think they're, okay, I think so, because there is an episode called Blue Collar Scrooge, where Scrooge loses his memory and then tries to find a place to eat. So he goes to a place, I, I think, like McDuck Burgers or something like that. And so I guess in this universe, he probably went to that place. So, yeah, you're uh. right. So let's let, let's pretend all episodes are canon to each other, and that's where he went. Um, right. Unless he went to that burger place from um, Frozen Assets, the place where uh, Gizmodoc got the bag of dimes. Remember? Yeah. So anyway, so we um, go to Launchpad's house again, and um, Fenton comes by. Yep, he's telling Launchpad to, to stop pretending to be Gizmodoc. Of course, the girls over here, you know, what Launchy is saying. Yeah, Hildegard's a little upset. And the door, and there's a knock on the door. And who is it? It's the pickup service. And what their service is a <laughs> Launchpad. Yep. They grab him, throw him into their truck, and they leave. But luckily... Fenton Watch saw them go, so you know we're getting some Gizmoduck action again. Yep. So the Beagle Boys take Launchpad to their hideout. They tie him up. And Launchpad's like, you know, I keep telling you I'm not Gizmoduck. And Burger's like, no, and there never will be. And <laughs> so how does Gizmoduck find the hideout? He uses his ultraviolet tire tracker track. Or he ultraviolet tire track tracker. He has everything, doesn't he? Yeah. So um, Gizmoduck but, enters the room where Launchpad's being held by cutting open the wall and then very, very politely putting it back in place. Backwards, though. Yep. So the Beagle Boys are planning their assault on the money bin. And yep, they you know, have a map 
of the uh, of the alarm sensors. Yeah, and then Burger's like, and you no know, big times like any questions, and Burger's like, oh, 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 me. And big times like, yes, Burger, and Burger goes, can I connect the dots? And big times like, can I connect the dots? Sit down, pigeon brain. And if you were watching Toon Disney, would you have seen this? No, you wouldn't, because he's bonking Burger on the head, which apparently, even though they showed it a hundred times on Rescue Rangers, it was a step too far for DuckTales. I mean, big time whales on him with this pointer. Like, just really whacking him on the head. But I guess that was too much for Toon Disney. Um, and then Gizmo Duck bursts in and has a line that is a reference. So go ahead. You notice this one. Yep. So he says, he may be heavy, but he's still your brother. Which is a reference to a song of the same, of a similar title of he may be heavy, but he's my brother by the Hollises, which is most famous for being featured in a Miller Lite beer commercial. Thank you, because I did not know that. I knew I knew the phrase, you know, he's not heavy, he's whatever, but I didn't know that's where it came from and what it was used in. So thank you, Stan. Yeah. Um, the Beagles don't see Launchpad, so they think this is Launchpad, and Gizmo Duck rolls them up in a carpet. So that when Launchpad does come in, they don't hear what they're saying to each other. Right. So Gizmo Duck asks Launchpad, I hope you learned something from this. And Launchpad goes, boy, did I ever. I'm going to forget about carpets and just stick to stick to hardwood floors. <laughs> <laughs> but then Launchpad promises to never pretend he's Gizmo Duck ever again. That yep, should be fine. Gives... Yep, there's plenty of other ways to get the ladies like ballroom dancing. Okay, whatever, Gizmo Duck. So Fenton thinks everything's taken care of. He goes home all happy, and then his mom's like, "You should watch more TV, Fenton." And honestly, that's probably her uh, her retort to just about anything, but it actually works in this situation. Because what's happening on TV? On TV, you have a uh, Gerald Duck reporting that the police rolled out the carpet for the Beagle Boys. Literally. And, and they actually believe Launchpad is Gizmo Duck, and it actually, you know, they pass a lie detector test, because they truly do believe that. Yes, and the woman looking at the lie detector, who is another Tress McNeil voice, says for the very first time, the Beagle Boys are telling the truth. Yeah, they saw it with their own beady little eyes. And then Fenton ends the act by saying, I wonder if Cluck Kent ever had days like this. A reference I don't think I have to explain. If you don't Probably know not. if you don't know who Cluck Kent is, I can't help you guys. Uh, um <laughs> so um that's the end of act two. So act three starts again at Launchpad's house where there is just screaming mobs surrounding the house. And he's on the phone with the police. And what does he say? That he wants them to come save him. It's like Night of the Living Dead Duck. <laughs> um, Honestly, I don't think they had to add the word duck to that. I mean, Night of the, Night of the Living Dead would have worked just fine. but Oh, sure. I think it would have been better without the duck. But, you know, it's still great reference. And the police are like, you know, you can take care of yourself. And I then love Launchpad's response. You can't believe everything you hear on evening news. Yep. 
And then Scrooge and Fenton come down the chimney. And, you know, I really have to say, how dare Scrooge act like this is a big deal when he was the one who who convinced Launchpad to do this in the first place? Yeah. Like, Fenton's anger is totally justified. He did not want this to happen. It's not his. It's not even his fault that got this big. But, like, when Launchpad's like, no one's listening, and Scrooge is like, then make them listen. It's like, you told him to do this, man. I feel like the main reason Scrooge does not want to compromise Fenton's secret identity is not even to protect him. It's just to protect the money bin. He wants his precious security guard. Yeah. I feel like that's why Scrooge is so protective of the secret. Because if he lets it out, then it affects him financially. Yeah, though I think he could have told certain people, like the nephews. Yeah, I do think Fenton was so aggravated. The nephews have been so smug. I feel like Scrooge would it would have been okay if he say if he had said Fenton, just tell the kids it's fine. I mean, for the love of God, his sidekick, his daughter, his daughter's best friend, and his girlfriend all know Darkwing's secret identity. Fenton could tell a couple more people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when in the new DuckTales Everyone seems to know Fenton's Gizmo Duck Except for Drake <laughs> Yeah So anyway, Scrooge has an idea They schedule a press conference Scrooge invites yep. the media Fenton arranges for Gizmo Duck to show up and, and the boy I love this bit Huey, Dewey, and Louie come in And they said, you know, what is this about? Launchpad is about Gizmo Duck. And Launchpad goes, I'm afraid so, fellas. I'm going to bare my soul. And then Dewey goes, Jeepers, can you do that on TV? <laughs> 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 and I remembered that was Dewey because it's such a great line. Yeah. So what happens next? Well, LP starts his conference, which is being televised on all the news networks. And Mama is watching from her trailer. And Fenton starts to run home to get the suit. Yep. And well, Launchpad starts saying, Rumors that I am Gizmo Duck are, as my friend Fenton would say, a lot of blathering blatherskite. And since Mama's watching it on TV and the suit's in the trailer, Launchpad's about to become Gizmo Duck. Yeah. The suit comes to life, whizzes right past Fenton, heads over to the press conference, and dumps itself on Launchpad. And yep. Launchpad goes, well, I've been wrong before. <laughs> and then when Fenton sees that, he throws himself on the ground and throws a tantrum. Now he really yeah. is, Gizmo Duck. And all hell breaks loose, Stan. What yep. happens next? Well, Launchpad starts pressing buttons which produce a rope lasso, a slingshot, a flag of the USA, a pair of juggling hands, a horn, a skunk, a toy cop, and some bluebirds. <laughs> That's skunk again. Yep. So he presses a button that rockets him. He rockets himself backwards, crashes in the Fenton, and they fly a good ways through the city. Yeah, right through a building. Finally- through a building, too, until yep. he's finally able to stop momentarily. Yep, because he pressed another button that put him in the robot rooter room mode. 
Yeah, giant the uh, the bottom wheel assembly turns into a giant drill and drills him underground. And he presses another button, which Box does pad, Stop pressing buttons. Yeah. And the next button he presses does what? This is fires, catastrophic. It fires a missile at the dam, which bursts flooding Duckburg. Yep. And Launchpad's like, I could use a drink after that missile launch. They look behind them and they get hit by a gush of water. That was a poor choice of words. Yeah, the water floods the town. The water completely floods the press conference. Judging by the amount of the money bin it covers, this is at least 20 to 25 feet high. Yeah, thank goodness for cartoon logic. Otherwise, all of our characters would be dead. Yes. Um, um, Launchpad can't swim in the suit. It's too heavy. Um, Fenton is able to catch a hold of some building scaffolding. And... Fenton becomes the hero, because what does he do? Well, he uh, uses the crane on top of the skyscraper under construction to try and catch Launchpad, who feels like a canned tuna, which is a nice little callback. Speaking of callbacks, Fenton also mentions Lake Dobagon. Yep. And that takes us all the way back. But he is able to snag Launchpad, and he is a hero. Yep. Good, good on you, Fenton. I mean, this may be a Launchpad episode, but the, the, the story is more about Fenton. Let's be honest, of course. Launchpad never got, like, a true, like, Launchpad story this season. This is as close as we came. Um, but I love Launchpad, so I'll take what I can get. So how does our story end, Stan? Well, no one believes that Launchpad is Gizmo Duck anymore because of all the damage. Yeah. And, and, you see the mon- and you see the money bin had been flooded because it's, I mean, not the money bin, the mansion was flooded because it's all wet. Yep. You know, and- but Gizmo Duck's going to be pretty busy because he has to rebuild the dam and he's promised to blow dry all the carpets in Duckburg. And then who shows up? The nephews with a new suspect list. Nice. And Fenton's actually on this one. He's hey. in the number two spot. Hey, hey, I made the list. Number two, in fact. Right under... Do it, Stan. Mrs. Beakley, which, again, the nephew should know better because they used a remote-controlled gizmo duck to break Mrs. Beakley and Scrooge out of prison in episode four of Super Duck Tales. Still, it's funny. Like, as a final joke, I do think that's funny. Because who's the most likely person to be gizmo duck? I mean, that's worse than Launchpad. <laughs> I think I would have liked it better if maybe they thought Duckworth was, you know. But he's Gizmo not duck. a duck. <laughs> it's Glomgold. Yeah. <laughs> it's Glomgold. But he'd have, have the giant beard. Um, could you imagine if one of the show's villains got a hold of the suit? Yeah, they could do some uh, pretty big damage, I think. Okay, so that's a case of mistaken secret identity. Um, Stan, what do you think of this one? Well, it's okay. It has, you know, the continuity problems, of course. But yeah, I like the animation. I like a lot of the dialogue. The story itself is pretty fun, especially once I found out that I was mistaken about any time someone says blathering bladders, right, that the suit would be called because I was under the impression that happened. I was ready to give this a much lower score. 
yeah, you thought it doesn't matter the distance as long as you said it. But it's been established in several episodes, Land of Tralala, Allowance Day, The Duck Who Knew Too Much, that Fenton has to be close enough to it. Or um, at least the suit has to be close enough to hear the audio, which is why it worked for the TV. Yeah, he has to have he has to be in some proximity. Um, so because of uh, that knowledge, I'm going to give this one a three. OK, that's you my know. score, too. I don't think it's the best of the Gizmoduck episodes, but it is it is very strong. And I think having Launchpad on it, really, it's great to have Launchpad. He's he's just such a great character, so underused that season, that the little bit we see of him is so welcome. Um, I'm a fan of the Beagle Boys, so their brief appearance is fun. Um, it's just the thing with the nephews is frustrating because... They should know better. Yeah. Like, they should know better. And the writers should have... And Alan Burnett should have known better, too. The story editors on this were Ken Koontz and David Weimers, who were responsible for all of Super DuckTales. So if Alan Burnett didn't realize this as he wrote it, the story editors should have caught it. Right. And they definitely should have... But these things got, back in the day, these cartoon shows got vomited out so fast in the production line that these things no one was checking for. And there was no internet for people to be like, eh, see, that's wrong. So those things were more forgivable. They would never make a mistake like that now. But let's address... The Darkwing episode that takes this storyline, A Duck by Any Other Name, which I know you're familiar with. You don't have to watch it to remember it. Now, which one do you think is a better episode? And does this story better? Uh, Honestly, I couldn't tell you because it's actually been a few years since I've seen Duck by Any Other Name. Ah, okay, gotcha. My own... I don't do a, a yearly rewatch of all of the episodes like I think you've done. <laughs> I actually haven't watched almost any of them since we finished reviewing them on the podcast. Um, but I'm still super familiar, familiar with it regardless. Um, my, okay, so my own thoughts, I think the Darkwing episode handles the story better because as Darkwing's more of a creature of the night, it's more likely no one's gotten a good look at him. Especially right. because A Duck by Any Other Name was an early episode. So I kind of buy that no one knew what he looked like. So, and Launchpad was dressed as Darkwing and took off the costume right on camera. So yep. that makes more sense than Gizmo Duck, who's like the biggest celebrity in town. People think it's a guy with a big, completely different jaw, completely yeah. different beak, completely different voice. Um, it's hard to believe people would think that. Right. Darkwing makes more... I mean, even though Launchpad is a completely different size, shape, sounds different, Darkwing's more like Batman. He doesn't come out much. He doesn't get the glory. No one takes pictures of him. It would right. be easy to say, oh, wait, that guy must be Darkwing Duck. He's dressed the same. So I think that episode is stronger than this one, but it's so hard to not love a Gizmoduck episode. It's yeah. just, it's hard not to. They're both great episodes, but I think the Darkwing episode handles the material better. So that's that. 
next week, I think we might be doing a, uh, probably our last Gizmoduck episode. Um, but, you know, wait for next week to find out which one it is. Um, until then, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps and on YouTube. Stan, you told me you had a very special shout out tonight. Yes, I do. I wanted to give a shout out to Aaron Sparrow, who actually listens to our podcast. And, you know, he posted uh, a thing about it, you know, on our Twitter page. So thank you so much for listening, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. so much. Yeah, it does. I, it's it's definitely great getting your feedback. We appreciate it. I hope you listen to this one, too. If you do, we love you, man. Thank you for everything you've done for Darkwing Duck over the years. So, um, anything you want to plug, Stan? Uh, I'll plug my two YouTube channels, DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming. All right. Anything new on there? Uh, pretty much the same stuff I've been going through. Uh, the, the turtle games, turtle games, Lego Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, the video game. You're going to taste test that new Dr. Pepper flavor when you find it. When I find it, I certainly will. And yeah. you'll be one of the first to know when I upload that. I am a big Dr. Pepper fan and they just put out um, strawberries and cream. Their um, cream soda variety from a couple of years ago was amazing. I well, it's fr- still, it still is amazing. It still I've is been, amazing, yeah. I've been drinking one while we've been uh, recording. I love that stuff. But right now, I am dieting, so I do not want to buy a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper. I'm going to have to look for, like, individual small bottles of it. So, they do make it in small bottles, though. They do. I will splurge on one. It sounds good. This isn't the first time we've talked about my love of Dr. Pepper. It's come up before. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, great soda. Uh, Anyway, until next week, guys, uh, stay dangerous. Take care, everybody. Stay dangerous. Uh, Don't put any random gizmo duck suits on. Yeah, take care, guys.